What's good, Internet? And welcome to session 80 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. I am your pumpkin-spiced host as well as, well, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you pumpkin botched spice. that. Pumpkin spice. No, it's more that it seems like a brown joke. It's okay. What? No. Uh, that's, the, it's, the whole <laughs> joke about that is white you, girls. You didn't read the rest of it, so... <laughs> <laughs> Alex Arona. With me as always is Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Uh, that's not uh, expert Joel DeWitt. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is a this is a mess of an intro, Getty. Uh, Joel, should they make Rick Moranis a playable character and grounded? They just made me a playable character. I am the picture of Midwestern perfection. Not as perfect as my super GG Jeopardy stream. See get, man, Getty, you really misspelled everything in here. Also, <laughs> Yeah, that Jeopardy stream. I gotta stop writing those questions when I'll... Um, you do know like, that I did this on purpose to see if you checked it beforehand, right? <laughs> I, I even not, told Joel, no. Joel... I told Joel before we logged in. Uh-huh, I was like, uh-huh. I'm trolling I, I, Alex this week. I always get I a get wonderful window about how Daddy feels about me, and just like this week, he's like, Joel is a smug asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, uh, again, with us as always, uh, Paper Mario enthusiast Eric Getty Gettinger. You're not allowed to talk about Paper Mario or its water physics today. That's fine. We'll just talk about all the games that I had to play over the weekend to fill out this episode. Daddy, gonna add, Daddy I started Paper Mario. See? Even it's Joel started. We're going to have to talk about it soon. We should. I'm, <laughs> Off Getty, I'm going to add you to the beat list. No. <laughs> also, I have, to, I have to give you your copy of No Straight Roads, and I can get Paper Mario from you then. Uh, we have a bunch of baby stuff taking up a lot of space in my house right now, so... Fantastic. But right now, let's get down to Earth and early adopters, check to see what's good with the news, and float around in space for the Backlog Blog. But first, early adopters, where we play alphas, betas, and games that are clearly based on 80s films. What, mm, I'm, see, again, man, I'm still thinking about, like, would this work for the... It's fine, whatever. What Getty, do you mean? It's an 80s film. Not the first one. Getty. <laughs> you picked i let you pick the beta test this no week. see i told you what i was gonna play i at no point said <laughs> you have to play this I, I i looked at it i played it and then i literally sent you a text i said god damn it getty hey it's not my fault that you don't have any taste when it comes to dog related games okay Ooh. this week we played proto corgi proto corgi Getty, do you want to talk about Proto Corgi? <laughs> Alex is clearly upset by this bullet hell side-scrolling game where you play as a corgi in space and you have a dedicated bark button that shoots lasers out of your I mean, mouth. So far, so good. Right? Also, if you do it in like, sporadic instead of just holding the button, it actually spells out B-A-R-K. Yep. Dedicated bark button. That's real good. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Joel, did you get a chance to look at this? Absolutely not. I'm, I'm looking at a video right now, and it looks adorable. I can See? tell you right now, you do not get a quarter of it without the music, because the music is also pretty sweet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like perfect chiptune, kind of Mega Man X-y, but with, with an actual funky style. God damn it, Kitty. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I definitely got the Mega Man graphics out of this one. I, you know, I was just on Steam and they, they were like, oh, we're doing the, what, GamesCon, whatever it is? GamesCon. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Proto Corgi, that seems like it'd be kind of fun to try out. 
So mm-hmm. I raised the flag on that one and just to let you know that I was going to try it out. Yeah, I enjoyed my time with it. It's very straightforward. It's that bullet hell uh, side-scrolling. That's pretty much it. You're on a track. Uh, it guides you, and you have to try and shoot everything. The Probably the biggest gripe that I have with it is that as you're floating, the power-ups do pop out of the enemies, but they're so randomized that I didn't enjoy... Like, I would have a good power-up, and then I'd scroll over and, like, pick up something else, and it would change it completely. Like, I'm good with the beam, or the just the straight shot, but then I'd pick up the missiles. And the missiles don't have as good of direction, in my opinion, and they would just kind of, like, fly everywhere. And I was like, no, I don't want to do that. But this game does... It, it does the thing I like a lot in those kinds of games, those kind of, you know... Base, you know, bullet hell shooter kind of games where the power ups stack, and on yes. top of that, the power ups are continuous. Mm-hmm. So you just get so many power ups that at a certain point, you have laser laser beam cannon out the front, missiles shooting out the back, and and circle circle strafing shield uh, cannons on top and bottom. And it's just overwhelming how many stuff they, how much stuff they just stacked on this space corgi, and you're just constantly firing in all directions, and it makes dying super suck because you just have then a basic, you know, forward shot. Yep. So you really want to keep alive just to keep all of the stacked power ups you have. It's intense. Yeah, real intense. Aesthetically, and this might be a weird poll for what we're talking about, but visually, it reminds me of Scott Pilgrim versus the World game a little bit. Just yeah. like the the general yeah. animation style is is very uh, expressive and a, a lot of flashiness to it, and uh, it it just really it lends itself well to this. I mean, there, there's a lot going on here, uh, which I guess is typical of the genre, but it uh, it seems even more intense than what I remember a lot of Bullet Hell being like. Yeah, yeah, and this this really brings that. That high energy, high music, just shots coming from every direction. And half the time, the power-ups, I couldn't tell if they were power-ups or enemies. Yeah, there's a little bit of uh, difficulty there. Although I did like some of the enemies, there's like these uh, plants that would grow out of the ground. But those weren't the actual thing that would attack you. It would be these little eyeballs that would spawn out of the flowers. And then they'd chase you and, and fire lasers at you. It's really wacky. This game does a lot. Yeah. It does a lot. It keeps it going. It just blasts out in front of you every which way, and you have to try to figure your way through it as this adorable corgi. Dedicated bark button. <laughs> Sold. So, I, Betty, you're getting it? Oh, yeah. There's no doubt. Arona? <sighs> It'll probably be like three bucks, so yeah. I mean... <laughs> oh, no. Three dollars. Googling Proto Corgi coming to Switch. It is. <laughs> I'm looking at the trailer right now. It's coming to Switch. Damn it. See? <laughs> now you have no excuse not to get Proto Corgi. Now oh, who's in the Nintendo? November. <laughs> oh no, it's November. <laughs> it's right around the corner. I know. It's so good. It's so stupid. Yeah, I don't know. It's just so stupid. It's just like ridiculous. I don't know why this is a thing, but I could tell you. It's super fun and it's mm. super silly and the music super bangs. So yeah, I'm gonna say Proto Corgi is 
it's a it's a recommendation for me at least. See, guys, he is in such pain to admit that something I saw and played on a whim <laughs> is worthy of saying it's worth it. <laughs> no, the pain comes from me saying, "Man, this is super stupid." <laughs> Daddy is the true curator here. <laughs> I hope it's not the case. But in the most like beta or alpha beta kind of way where I don't actually tell you to do it, but you do it anyway. Mm-hmm. The seed that's ab- of doubt that's has been absolutely planted. not the not the that's, conversation here. That's the, the power convers- suggestion. That I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. all it is. My charisma's through the roof, guys. <laughs> the conversation is: I know Joel's not going to play Proto Corgi. Someone needs to be able to talk to Getty about it. I could talk yes. to myself. Accurate. <laughs> <laughs> talk can can specifically talking about yourself to yourself. <laughs> Let's talk about grounded. Wait, because how, how is that a segue? Because hey, you this is, were this trying is a game to actually you got me to play. <laughs> uh, no, though it's more about the fact that Getty kept trying to play grounded as you should play grounded, and me and Joel just kept punching each other in the face with rocks. Oh no, that is true. <laughs> yeah, hey, the the true battle royale: uh, kids in a jungle with giant ants and spiders. <laughs> so. Grounded is a, another game that's in early access on Xbox Game Pass where you are essentially the kids. Four different teens. I didn't see if they had any abilities that were made them different. Everybody has one ability that's different from the others, but I think that as the game is developed, you'll be able to like feed skill points or something into, into it. But yeah, you had to actively search to find out what your character was slightly better at. It's oh, okay. worth bringing the caveat. This is an early access game, right? Yes. So we're we are basically one of hundreds, if not thousands, of early testers of this because it's not 1.0. Yeah, and it's it's very much a survival game. You find a stick, you find a rock, you put them together. You now have a hammer. Survival that... horror. Uh, survival yes, those, horror. <laughs> those spiders were horrifying, and whether you had the arachnophobia mode on or off. It was still just as horrifying. I would I, argue some of those options were even more terror-inducing. <laughs> like just all, all it was, it was like a level one through five, and I I checked it and like level one full spider, level two they took two of the legs off, but it's still a fucking spider. <laughs> level three and four, it's like they took off the rest of its limbs, and now it's just a floating abdomen and head. And then level five is just like a white ball with two beady eyes. So now you're just being chased around by a ghost spider. So on that on that topic, we found a spider that was like hanging out, just like sitting in a cave or in a tree. Yeah. And I was that like, backfired. Yeah, I was like, oh, what's the? Oh, he's he's alive. Or is he asleep? <laughs> and then Alex is like, he comes in and he has the arachnophobia mode like completely on, and he's like, I don't see anything, guys. <laughs> it looked like the sap. It was just a red orb. It looked like the sap or a droplet of like the liquids, because that's how. You have a thirst and a hunger meter. I thought it was liquid to drink, and I didn't go near it because I wasn't thirsty with my character. So I was like, oh, okay, there's an orb there. I'm going to keep going right past it. And then you guys are like, oh, that's a giant spider, dude. And I'm like, oh. (laughs) Yep, run. I had to turn the Arachnophobia back on just so I'm like, oh, I see what you guys are seeing. So I don't know if there is a way to kill the spiders. I assume as you level up and you build armor, you can probably fight the spiders. But even... Even so, it was like two shots, and that thing would destroy you. But to be fair, I took I got three swings on it, and I took it down like 
an eight, I took down an eighth of its health. Maybe it's something like uh, the Breath of the Wild uh, Guardians, where they seem impenetrable at the start, but then as you get leveled up later on in the game, they're totally defeatable. I mean, I also imagine you probably have to handle it as a group effort to really be able to take them down. I would assume there's some sort of mat you did out to kill them, right? Yeah. Yes. Almost guaranteed. Yeah. Because I like, saw some for ants. I saw some for mites where uh, if you kill a bunch of mites, you get mats to make more armor. Yeah, but th- this really is your standard survival game. Like, that, you know, part of fumbling around at the start was just because I didn't know the controls, didn't really have an aim about where to start with and uh this is something where i probably would have flailed and given up on if i didn't have a group to go with you know sort of the goofing off and the trial and error as a team gave me enough time to get acquainted with all the menus which are like little radial menus that you have to go through sub menus to find for different building stuff and uh the menus are wide like there's a lot of options in those menus so like, uh, felt yeah. very Minecraft in that kind of way, where it's like you could get lost in that stuff and not quite know what to do with it. I would say one of the benefits I played with keyboard and mouse, and I didn't have as much of a difficult uh, time finding any of the menus or being able to locate any of the crafting, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, skills. So that I was able to, you know, I, I found all the materials, uh, and I was like, Joel, you need a weapon? All right, here's a spear. Like, go in the menu, craft it, and throw it on the ground in a couple of seconds. I, I think that that's probably better. I thought it was better than the difficulty you guys were having on the, the what, controllers? Yeah. 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 Controllers were a little bit fumbly, for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of menus. I think it's almost preferred to play on keyboard and mouse. I think part of it is that, yeah, there's just a lot going on with it because I remember specifically the one of the problems I had with the menus were the fact that it wasn't not, it wasn't so much like the controller as much as not everything was entirely clear. I had a bunch of grass planks that we were using to make a, <laughs> you know, build a shelter. Carrying them and, around as we're trying to kill mites. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, no, the thing is, is that what isn't explained is that if you have those planks in your hand, you can't equip your weapon. And I, that's the entire thing I was trying to do uh, through that process. And I ended up dying because I was carrying the planks, not realizing that you need, you, you have to drop, you can't store them in your inventory. You have to oh, drop big. them entirely, yeah. then grab your weapon. And then, yeah, so it, it, yeah, there's just a lot going on. And I think if you are looking for that kind of game, like Ark Survive, Ark Survive is big on this kind of stuff where you just, making silly items and learning all these crafting menus to put together weapon and armor from scratch and having a, like a slow pro- progression of it. I think that it's, this is another one of those with a very cool aesthetic. This is a genre where I feel like theme really matters. And I think it's part of why State of Decay didn't really stick with me too long for what I played because it functionally felt very good playing State of Decay. But mm-hmm. I am getting real tired of the zombie apocalypse stuff hmm. and the dreary drab kind of uh, bat drops. And, and this being that clearly cribbing off of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids look. And everything is so you know cartoony and, and bright and colorful for the most part. And the, the writing is simple but funny and charming. Like it, it, it definitely appeals to me a lot more that way. Yeah, you definitely get... The feel that it's kids because you're you're trapped in the backyard 
uh, you have to scavenge for food, and one of the first things you come across is mushrooms. And I don't know about you guys, but when my character was eating the mushrooms, she was like, nope, you can't be picky. You can't be picky. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, yeah, or, I get or it. You, or you ran across the uh, the juice box or the soda can uh, with, like, the stray droplets of uh, juice and soda. <laughs> and they were just commenting about that, too. And, yeah, like, that they are they are written realistically so that that definitely helps with the total vibe they're going with that and i gotta tell you that the one thing that kind of impressed me was the the natural kind the kind of way that you feel trying to figure out the game at a certain point kind of hit natural instinct for me so we one quest was there was a fire or an explosion near a tree and they said go find the explosion near the tree and we all look at each other and go, I don't know where their tree is. That's that's ridiculous. So we just started wandering in circles, wandering in circles. And then eventually I just look up. And since we're miniaturized, the tree is in the sky. And you can see, based on where your position is through the grass, looking up at the sky, you can see the tree in the distance and kind of figure out your own path from that tree. And that's where I kind of felt like, oh, okay, this is the game's aesthetic gives you the capabilities to, to figure out the setting and what, you know, your guides and where you need to go pretty much like uh, natural, naturalistically, you know what I mean? It doesn't, there's no, there, uh, there are quest markers, but this one didn't need it. And that's what I kind of liked about it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I, uh, I couldn't keep up with you guys. <laughs> you tipped on you tipped on venturing out to like different quest markers and then I would get caught in all the clover because for some reason if you try to run through the clover you get caught and tangled in it and not like not like intentionally like it doesn't show an animation of you like getting caught in it but like I would get stuck in it and just the camera would start stuttering I'd have to back up and turn around <laughs> and then uh let's see what else happened uh, I got attacked by a bunch of mites yeah um oh that was actually fun Alec, we should we should Alex. talk about that a little bit Alex decided to attack an ant and got us all killed. Yep, sure did. Uh, I, as you guys were exploring that lab, I encountered a spider and he mauled me pretty quick. And uh, yeah, that that was my journey. Yeah. So one of the one of the things that Joel was mentioning is that uh, pretty quickly in the game you have to try and solve, try and fix a device, and it it says that there's something wrong with it. Uh, you see that it's sputtering, it's shooting off sparks, and it's because one of the wires is being attacked by these mites. So we found the cave. Uh, somebody like ran straight into the cave, and it's dark. So you have to build a torch or something in order to see better. Uh, that sounds like me. I'm yeah. pretty sure that was me. <laughs> yeah. So Joel like disappeared into the cave, and he's like, no, ah, uh, and died. <laughs> So we had to go retrieve his backpack because you don't you don't retrieve your body in this you retrieve your backpack. Uh, but then we pretty quickly figured out. All right, I made a torch. Everybody had weapons, and we pretty much streamlined through that cave afterwards. It it was real quick after we knew, or we had a plan of attack until Alex decided to punch the ant in the face, and then it ate us. <laughs> it was coming right for us. Those ants <laughs> are not. Your enemy. There were some that, yes, they tried to attack us later on, but the ants, like, right at the beginning, it reminds me exactly of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Like, their best friend is the ant. Not all bugs, Alex. Not all bugs. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I uh, you know, that was another example of the environment really not giving it too obvious of a clue of what to do next because part of that puzzle in the first place was you're standing on that thing that you think is going to make you full size again and you're having to fix the two different uh, beams that are shooting down to the equipment and one of the equipment you have to fix is right there on the equipment, right? Uh, but the other one, it's just showing like a, a beam that's not powerful enough. And so we were kind of fumbling around and walking around and like, how do you fix this? I think Alex was hitting with like a hammer or something thinking <laughs> maybe fix that. Yeah. But then I actually, I wandered off thinking like, well, if we looked up at the beam, there's this other structure that it's shooting from. Maybe there's something not working from the structure or equipment over there. And that's what led us to start walking over there and discovering that all those mites were eating at the cord that was weakening the power of it. So it's like another cool example of them using just context clues to sort of lead you instead of saying, obviously, like, go to this marker. And I, and I like that. I like that they expect you to try to problem solve a little more. Yep. I completely agree. And I think that Grounded is showing a lot of premise, though I am, from my understanding, there is a definitive kind of stopgap in the the progression as far as like what they've created so far. So there does, there is more time to be had working on this game. Um, so, but you know, from what I've seen with, I think, you know, with the, the hour or two we spent on it, I really had a good time with you guys, but I, th- I think that that's kind of where I keep it as like a fun group of, Hey, what do you guys want to play tonight? You want to throw in grounded? Sure. Well, let's, let's hop into grounded, but I don't know if I'm going to be doing uh, some solo work. I would kind of want to maybe not get too deep in it to it because of if it's that limited in scope right now. Maybe give it time to bait and keep track of when they add more updates to it uh, just so you don't get too burnt on it too quickly. I mean, there's stuff that we didn't even figure out what to do with. We we got a bunch of the science juice or whatever it was called, and you can use it to buy more blueprints in order to build more things. So it seems like there's a whole building aspect to the game that probably would be a lot more enjoyable instead of, you know, child deathmatch featuring Joel and Alex. <laughs> it was the natural conclusion, Getty. Needed to happen. I Well, that, just that's fine. Real you can surprised. beat me in this and I'll beat you in Street Fighter. It's fine. <laughs> Absolutely not how, not how it would go down. We can hash this out in extra life. We got all the time in the world. I'm getting us out of here with a dedicated bark button to make it on a break. Let's be right back. Hey news, it's September. It's time for us to start planning extra life. We should seriously start planning that, guys. We have the page made. That's a thing. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we're already ahead of last year, if that's the case. That is true. We have a pretty good team so far. So head on over to our extra life page, where you can donate or be part of our team. News! Uh, first piece of news, it's kind of a short news week, but uh, let's hit the, the big piece that we can. Uh, new Monster Hunter coming to Switch. 
Along with that, the final Monster Hunter World DLC coming October. Uh, Getty, will this be the one? Will this be the one? That I play? Yes. No. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) You got Monster Hunter World and you lasted a week and you're like, nope, returned it. And that's the friendly one. (laughs) I know. I am I, I know you'd disagree with me, Alex, but I, I don't think they're going to integrate much of the the quality of life things that they added to World. I, I think there's two separate tracks. Like there, There's now the World track, and then there's like the OG Monster Hunter track. And the stuff on Nintendo has largely followed that re- original track. So I, I don't know. I, uh, I'm sure this will speak to that hardcore fan quite a bit if I were to speculate, but I'm, I'm expecting it to be a port of monster hunter try again gotta disagree with you there joel and one of the reasons <laughs> why is they are said to be using the resident evil tech the one from resident evil 2 and 3 now so there will, will be it... a nemesis no <laughs> that's what that's, i got out of that, that. <laughs> no but the the artwork and direction at least will be that kind of way they said but I... they also said don't expect resident evil 2 uh, or three for Switch. They said they tried, and it doesn't didn't look good. Well, I was just gonna say like that that sets an expectation of graphical fidelity that the Switch cannot handle. I, I mean, uh, unless this coincides with those uh, Switch rumors that they're talking about for next year. But Super even then, Pro Switch. Yeah, yeah. I I still don't know if that tracks, but we'll yeah, that's just a that's the talk. So the early talks is that they're using that engine. But they said they absolutely could not make two and three remake work. Now, moving on, uh, this morning was a big Nintendo Mario Direct to celebrate Mario's 35th, with all, which also kind of always hits me because that's the year I was born. So I always I'm like, oh, crap, I'll be 35 this year. I'm already 35 this year. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> you, you marked your years with Mario's birthday. <laughs> Good old Mario. Exactly. Good old Mario. I forgot my anniversary, but I know how old I am because <laughs> Nintendo reminded me. <laughs> so, we finally got that Mario 3D All Stars that we've been that's been rumored forever, but we didn't get Galaxy 2. Joel, how upset are you? Uh, on a scale of Mario Sunshine to Super Mario Odyssey, I am at about a Mario 64. Mm-hmm. which is that like i have a fondness for it but i don't need to pay for it again especially since they want 60 dollars for a package that includes mario sunshine no thanks hmm. <laughs> I, I i'm still i'm the old man that still has my wii u plugged into my tv and it's not going anywhere anytime soon and i have everything at some sunshine so it's just I, i'm not the target market for this this is for people who haven't gotten a chance to play the stuff before, as well as people who sold off their old stuff and want to play it again on a new system. And I'm, I'm not it. So. You mean people who uh, haven't gotten a chance to clean up? Isn't that what? the big uh, sunshine deal? Is you just go around and you clean up all of the mess? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess that's right. I don't know. I just want to play Galaxy. I've never played that, that game. It's good stuff. It's it's yeah. different. You know, like don't don't go into it expecting it to play like Odyssey or uh, 64. Like, it's 
all the Mario games sort of have a similar control feel for how you move Mario around, but the environments and worlds and power-ups and uh, little uh, gimmicks that change between each one is what really makes them feel distinct and different. And the whole, like, you're in outer space and jumping between different planetoid kind of spheres and the center of gravity you're sort of jumping around is a cool novel thing. Uh, I, I think you'll have fun with it. Okay. Yep. And that I'm pretty hyped about that. Uh, uh, my wife already talked about, she's, she's super hyped on 64. She goes, I know where everything is. It's like the back of my hand. I will do it right now. I'll play it again. So I think she's pretty hyped for it. Getty, how does this hit you? Like they're trying to sell me more Mario games. I'm good, yo. I'll let you borrow Odyssey. <laughs> I'll let you borrow Odyssey. Now, uh, Mario All-Stars coming to Nintendo Switch Online, I believe. What, is that already there now? I, I think they said today it was coming out. I haven't bothered to check. They're pretty good um, about okay. that. Releasing stuff right after the Direct or during the Direct. That was definitely the one I played Mario 1 through 3 most on. Uh, my fam- in my family, we were a Sega family. So like, anytime we got to play Nintendo, it was at a relative's house. And uh, they moved on from the NES by the time I was around enough to play stuff. So uh, I, ha- I have heard from somewhere that like the hit detection for power-up blocks are different from the two. But I, I, have, been, I have been told that uh, All-Stars to purist is crap. Yeah, I'm well, not a purist. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm a uh, dirty plebe that prefers the graphical upgrades. <laughs> so, dirty I, I think I think I'll be happy for the trade-off personally, but uh, I guess it's nice to have. Uh, better than paying thirty dollars for it on the Wii, like I did. <laughs> Ooh, can we change the podcast name to Dirty Joel and the Boys? Ooh, podcast episode title. I don't know that I love that with association with the boys. Just just makes me think that you're talking about my kids, and I I don't like that, not one bit. I don't know if we if we associate it with the hit Netflix uh, Amazon Prime series The Boys, it makes it so much more worse. Yeah, three episodes are out on Prime right now, guys. Is it crap yep. I mean, for season okay. two? Okay, I, I learned what OnlyFans is for this podcast. I don't want to learn what the boys. <laughs> hey, is. you learned what a no whale tale was as well. No, I also moving on. Whale tale was. <laughs> Mario 3D World also coming to Switch in a separate package uh, with DLC comes, what is that, uh, October? October? I think it's October. It's about time. I, I mean, this is this is one of my uh, you know favorite Mario games. Uh, this in 3D Land, which is on 3DS. Just the, the type of platforming was fun, not too difficult. Uh, the multiplayer is a really fun thing to do, especially if you have little ones around, because uh, it's pretty forgiving. Um, and uh, it also has online multiplayer, which, like, on paper is good, but it's Nintendo doing it. So huh. wait and see on that to see if it's reliable or not. But I'm curious to see what the the Bow, Bowser's Fury is what it's called, called, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what that is. They only gave like a little teaser trailer. I, I assume it's maybe just an extra world or something, but I guess we'll see. I'm excited because I only I got to play only like two hours of this game. 
I borrowed your Wii U mm-hmm. and then played like two hours of it and then gave it back. But uh, me and my wife had a great time with it. And I think that that's kind of what I want this game to be is like another game for me and her to play together and play through just kind of messing around, trying to see who can beat the level first. Because it does have that competitive angle where it is almost like a diorama and it's whoever can beat the level first gets a crown, which means yep. absolutely nothing. Bradding rights. Yeah. That, trust me, that's worth fighting for, <laughs> depending on who you're <laughs> playing with. Right, and then uh, the there is a, ba- a Mario Brothers Battle Royale, which is kind of wild, but also looked sort of janky. I didn't, I, I didn't love it, but I kind of love the idea where if you you can kill enemies and have them sent to people who are behind you in the level. Everybody remember that uh, fan-made Mario Battle Royale. <laughs> Early, yeah. earlier was it early this year or last year yeah i uh curious <laughs> very curious <laughs> uh and then uh the, there's there's a there's a game and watch there's clothing jenga but the main thing also that was interesting was the physical mario kart that has a camera on the front that will stream to your switch and give you arg uh, com- uh opponents uh, the, you know, they, you get the, the question mark uh, boxes and you use those to get power-ups and fight your AI alter, alternate reality opponents. D- ghost is the term that they use in Mario Kart. Is it? Uh, yeah, like, like in the time trials in Mario Kart games, you can usually like do a run and then you can save it and they call it a ghost. Yeah. No, no, can... no. This is, this is you on a track... You are, say, Mario or Luigi, and you are you are racing against Bowser's and oh. ghosts and Boo's and other characters, and they're picking up power-ups and shooting them at you, and okay. you are shooting at them. Okay. And it's it's kind of cool because if you get hit, your 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 physical Mario Kart toy stops in its tracks. Hmm. Yeah, I, I so didn't is, I didn't get a chance to see that one. That. Another thing I need to hide from my kids. <laughs> and there's like sensor bar markers, so you can make your own kind of track and design it in game. And your Mario Kart, your physical Mario Kart, will drive around that track, and you get the track outline and stuff based on the camera on the cart. There's a lot going on. With I, how well will this work? I don't, I don't know. Hmm. But it's a really, really cool idea. It is. Yeah, I, I'm. Even if I don't get it, I'm glad that Nintendo tries this stuff out because the Microsofts and the Sonys of the world don't get out there that often with really weird peripherals and stuff. So it's it's neat to see them try stuff. Uh, just jumping back real quick, mm-hmm. I don't. We didn't mention it. That Mario All Stars 3D All Stars Collection. It is a timed release. Yeah. L- limited run. Not only physical limited run, they're going to remove it from the eShop after, like, what, March? <laughs> yep. Uh, FOMO is a hell of a drug. <laughs> just, I, uh, I, You're I, struggling with that one, huh? No. <laughs> Not anymore. I, uh, I, I've broken the chain on FOMO. I, I'm, I even saw those uh, Mario 3D World Amiibo, and I had, like, yeah. a split second of, like, that's cool that it is like textured so it's like a textured cat outfit and i was like no <laughs> i have i have no desire for that so um, texting kelly <laughs> you should check out these 
I, I don't. Amiibos. You don't have her phone number. Get out of here. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Okay. And uh, uh, Getty, you're a known Mario hater. Are you going to be okay with this? With which part? The year of Mario. I have no problem with Mario. I'm just done with cleaning up his mess. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, news. And of course, we'll remind everyone that the proceeds go to support local children's hospitals for extra life. Now, let's take a quick break. When we're back, we'll have another Getty centric backlog blog. Getty we'll sewed. Getty sewed! backlog blog where we play games that are designed to scare us uh, getty specifically he generally is kind of a scaredy cat but he plays these games with reckless abandoned getty you played two games uh and decided to bring them to us to tell us about them real quick i've been playing hook i've been playing this game called hook it's on it's on uh on switch and pc and it's just a puzzle game yep. just a puzzle game just a puzzle game what's the you, hook <laughs> you have hooks and like a stick and they intersect and you have to get you have to move one before you move the other the stick goes on the inside of the hook and if you try to pull the hook it stops because the stick's in the way so you got to pull the stick and then pull the hook oh god it's game... like it's like those uh ads for those mobile games where it's like yeah stopping the flow of lava yeah okay. it's kind of like that but it's just like <laughs> sticks and just lines and at a certain point, you have, like, there's, like, it'll show, like, a Wi-Fi symbol. And if you hit the Wi-Fi symbol, it'll, there'll be a Wi-Fi symbol somewhere else with a stick. And if you do the wrong one, it'll stop you because it's blocking something else. It's a whole, it's a, it's a lot of puzzles. It's been kind of a, a very stressful week at work. And that's kind of been, uh, like, a Sudoku while I'm waiting on hold in my, at my work on the phone. So, I just wanted to say, Hook, uh, cost me a dollar, but... It has been quite relaxing. Can I make a recommendation for you? Mm-hmm. There's a game I played last year called Deiru, The Art of Cooperation. Ooh, okay, yeah. I, I think you would really like that if you're looking for something that is mellow, uh, chill, some more ambient music. Uh, the general, not to bogart our backlog blood, but <laughs> this is a uh, a game where you're controlling either two triangles that are black and white, or squares or circles, and the idea is to get them to their like goal point on the screen. But there mm-hmm. are black and white streams flowing, and the whole premise is that the black one can block the black stream. And the white one can block the white stream, but they can't touch the opposite colors. So each puzzle is trying to navigate those two shapes to get you from the start to finish point. Hmm. You can play it with two people or one person. Uh, two people is probably going to be more relaxing, but you can do it one person and, and still have it be a pretty mellow experience. Uh, 
My only recommendation is if you play it on Switch, play it on the TV. Because when I played it on Switch and tried to do it handheld, the frame rate slowed down enough to where some of the puzzles were impossible to beat. Yuck. But, hmm. but overall, it's a very mellow, okay. chilled game. Okay. So if you if you bookmark that and look for a sale, that, that might hit you right. All right. Well, it has been wishlisted now. So thank you for that recommendation. Now back to the Getty the Gettysode. Gettysode? Gettysode. Gettysode. Nope. I'm Getty, still pushing played... for Dirty Joel and the Boys. Oh, I, I think we know what the title for the episode's gonna be. Yeah, but you're yeah. the one who uploads it, so <laughs> <laughs> You're right, I do have the ultimate say, but uh I, I am a benevolent god. Dictator. So. <laughs> well, Getty, I'm, you I'm brought Joel, us a natural Joel pot here. Yeah. There we go. Uh, you brought us Observation. No, let's talk about the other one first, because they're both by the same developer. Oh, okay. Uh, so let's talk about Stories Untold. Yeah, let's talk about Stories Untold. So both of these games, uh, Observation and Stories Untold, are by the developer No Code. And uh, mm-hmm. they are similar in a way, but I'll... Like I said, I want to start with Stories Untold because it came out first. So Stories Untold is a four-part game, and it's told in episodes, and each one is very unique in the gameplay. The first one is uh, a story text-based adventure. So you observe the computer, like you sit down at this computer in in a room, and it, it walks you through, and it says, okay, uh, you drive up to this house. And then you have to use the keyboard and you type in the command like, all right, uh, get out of car. So you go through and uh, the whole idea of the story or all three, four, sorry, four, the stories is that they're supposed to be scary or horror based. And uh, they are interconnected in a way, but you don't find out until you complete or you get to the very end of the fourth episode. But the gameplay is very different in each of the episodes in such a way that while the first one is text-based, the second one, you are operating machinery and you have to keep referencing a guide in order to to do the different tasks that it gives you. So you'll be sitting in uh, this room with a setup and it's got like a, a machine that does x-rays. So yep. you'll have to set the frequency, you'll have to set the, the TV to the right uh, picture, and then you'll go back to the computer and it'll say, okay, now that you've done these things, uh, you have to drill into this this box that you've been x-raying. And there are several jump scares in the first and second, in all of them. Uh, but then as you get on to the third, seemingly unrelated, because each of these stories doesn't feel related until just about the end. The third one, you are working in an abandoned or close to abandoned like station in the North Pole. And you'll have to decipher codes based on the frequencies that are coming over the radio. So while none of the games seem to have anything in common, when you get to the fourth and final episode, you have to go back and use all of the skills that you obtained from doing the first three in order to come to the conclusion of what it is. And I don't want to spoil it, because if we end up doing Extra Life remotely this year, I plan on playing through at least one or two of the episodes during the hours that I'll have. 
mm-hmm. but overall a very different gaming experience than what I'm used to and I did enjoy how bite-sized each of the episodes that it takes you through are. Hmm. So I know that text-based adventures aren't really everybody's cup of tea, but it was a very limited portion of this game. And it does, it does come to a head in a very frightening way. But I, like I said, if you want to know more about it, it doesn't take that much time. Like this game is, you can get it pretty dirt cheap whenever Steam has a sale on it too. And I'm sure it's available on a lot of the other platforms. Yeah, I'm looking no. at the trailers right now. It is, I like the aesthetic. Like uh, even the the text part you're talking about, I'm looking at the computer screen and it's reminiscent of like those old Apple computers exactly. with the kind of like uh, dot matrix uh, pictures and stuff. So it's, it, it's, it's going for a style I'm really digging and it's uh i you piqued my curiosity i I might wish this list this now it's a little bit of an older game but it really uh, it really does scratch an itch of you know not your uh, like alex likes to say your video like your game ass game where Mm -hmm. it's like all right hit the a button to jump like no this is it doesn't help you out it doesn't try and hold your hand it sits you down in front of the computer and it says type or it says decipher this code, and you uh, you really have to drive this vehicle while it it gives you instructions, and it, it it's not there to help you in any stretch of the imagination. Uh, in the third episode, you have to be able to use microfilm. Guys, mm-hmm. when was the last time you went to the library and used microfilm? Not the library, Never. but my first job, I had to use microfilm. Yeah, and if you're I, not I, you're not familiar with the system, then you're gonna sit there and you're gonna be like, what? I can't read this oh, because you have to you have to zoom in and you have to refocus. Otherwise, you're not going to, oh, this isn't facing the right direction. All right, better scroll it around. Yeah. See, see, I was actually like, man, I'm going to take a look at this game. This game seems sweet. And then you're like, microfilm. I'm like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's only a small You portion. sold me and then unsold me. Uh, so, so is it mostly like logic puzzles that you're having to solve within this uh, are, are they, how difficult are they to solve in it? Cause I, that's usually what sort of makes it work for me or not is if it's dumbed down enough for someone like me to <laughs> figure it out. If I beat my head and gets a wall enough, it, it's kind of like that, that game was it called the room that we played where it was the virtual uh, uh, escape yeah. room. Yeah, if, if it's if it's anything on that level, it might be a bridge too far for me. But the most difficult was being able to decipher Morse code, because I okay. have never done that before. But it really it gives it to you in such a way that if you sit there and you're patient, you'll be able to figure it out. There was never, I shouldn't say there's never. It was probably during the Morse code that was the only time where I was like, should I stop and check the internet for the answer to this puzzle? And I was like, no, I'm going to come back to it. I'm going to give it another try. And sure enough, I was able to decipher it with just a, a little bit more time. Hmm. Again, you keep selling me and then you keep unselling me. <laughs> what, Morse code? Yeah. Well, it. Um. I mean, I've, I've, I've deciphered Morse code. I just don't like deciphering <laughs> Morse code. But if you, if you just take a look at the aesthetic of the game, it it looks like you are sitting in a room with these different devices and it makes you feel like you 
you are there in a way yeah it 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 captures like the time range that they're going for or the environment very well like that that is what's compelling to me about it more than anything yeah so this this game is pretty quick it's fun uh like i said bite-sized episodes so if you only really wanted to do one at a time you can and you can get it relatively cheap where'd you play it at steam i bought it on i think i bought it last halloween because it was a dollar and i was like i'm gonna play this to scare myself (laughs) there we go (laughs) Um, now uh you also played observation to scare yourself I did. I'm still playing it. I have not finished it. But the way that Observation pans out, it's the same developer. In this one, you are in control of an AI on a space station, and you are working with one of the astronauts as you try and figure out what's going on. I'm I'm trying to keep it as less or the the least amount of confusing as possible because it it really hurts my head at times this game mm-hmm. so uh, as as the ai you can switch between rooms you can switch between cameras inside of the rooms and then you can like scan documents you can try and hack different systems and it, it can be pretty infuriating at times but again this has a very cool and neat style about it it's a space station. It looks authentic. It looks exactly how you would imagine. And if you've ever seen pictures of the space stations, what mm-hmm. what they have. So all of the laptops hanging on the walls, uh, things that are like taped or like bungeed down so that they won't move. And mm-hmm. at certain points during the game, you actually get to control the AI in uh, like this little orb, and you can float it around. Uh, you go on a couple of spacewalks as the orb, mm-hmm. the AI, Sam, his name is Sam, and it stands for like system and maintenance, system and maintenance or something like that. Um, okay. But the the way that it's split up, it feels like the, they tried to make it again in these little bite-sized portions so that you could do part of the game and then come back and do more and more. And that's kind of where I'm at. So I'll spoil this one a little bit because uh, I was actually looking to pick it up like right when it released, but then uh, circumstances and it eventually became free on Game Pass. So I've been, do it. Yeah. So I've been playing it on on Game Pass, and I'll tell you, the story is just weird enough where you think like, oh, it's just a normal day on the space station. Something happens, and it, uh, one of the astronauts, she wakes up and she's like in distress because she doesn't know what's going on and there's damage to the space station. Okay, so reboot Sam. All right, Sam, help me figure out what's wrong. So you then guide Sam and you go from room and you're trying to figure out like, okay, what's wrong? Oh, there's a fire in this room. All right, you tell her and she goes and she puts out the fire because not all of the systems are up and operational. So fire suppression, you, you can't handle it at this juncture. So as it goes, uh, you find out that there's really none of the other crew members that are around. Uh, You find one other one. The captain is dead. You can't figure out what killed him. And it has more of a horror suspense element to it. 
uh, I guess I guess you could say Stories Untold has the same kind of suspense, but this one is more mm-hmm. like an threat, an impending threat that you don't know what's wrong. To the part where I just got to, where another space station appears. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I guess I should take a, a step back. Uh, after a little bit, you realize that the space station has been moved to Saturn, and you have no idea how it got to Saturn. Mm. And then uh, it becomes revealed that uh, Sam brought it to Saturn for whatever reason. And But aren't you yes. Sam? And you have no idea why, why you're there. <laughs> you're like, yeah, I, I don't know, but I'll help you. And then an, another space station, an identical replica of your space station appears, and you do a, a spacewalk to get to it. And it, the thing that I really love about this game is the way that they handle, or they handled that element of it, where you, they could easily do a cutscene, but instead of doing that, the gameplay it looks so fluid because they just took the character and uh, the astronaut she jumps off and starts floating towards it, and you are lashed to her, like, on a string, on a rope. Mm-hmm. So it, like, moves back and forth, and you have no control over it, and you're just watching as uh, you, like, collide with something, and then you kind of correct yourself. It It's an experience. So you like this kind of storytelling where it kind of gives you some of the facts, but not all the facts to kind of keep you in the dark and keep you guessing? I do. There's there's a lot of times when stories will just like throw everything out right in front of you and be like, all right, here's what it is. But in this one, there's there's stuff it's not telling you and it wants you to figure it out. Some of it you can figure out by searching through the environment and finding documents, scanning them into your system and connecting the clues. And others of it, it's going to reveal to you throughout the course of the story. But again, this right. this developer, the aesthetic of their games is just wonderful. I love to play it, if not to just look at all of the little things that they added into the environment to make it feel right. I noticed both these that you talked about are Devolver published. So they are. Uh, they Devolver has their hands on a lot of good stuff. They've become a really prolific indie de- uh, publisher. Like they, their name stamped on something means that they there's something at least interesting to find out about it. Yeah, they really kind of pick and choose uh, the the real the the cream from you know the cream of the crop. They they cut everything away and they say these this game is what is going to stand out. This is going to be something that you're going to remember. So I, that's kind of yeah. I, I like Devolver quite a bit in what they do, despite their obnoxious person adult <laughs> swim like nature. Yeah, well, I'll have to. I don't know if I'll spoil the ending for this one. I still have to play through it. I'm thinking that that's what I'll try and do with this wonderful long Labor Day weekend that we have ahead of us. But I, I'm hoping that I'm at least a third of the way through. But I have been taking my time with this one just to see, like I said, all the different things that the environment has to offer. Okay, yeah. I can see this being a game. I, I got. I think I got this one on Switch, too, for like a couple of bucks. It was on sale really cheap. So, really? Uh, I, I definitely plan on diving into this one yeah. as well. Yeah, this one's good. 
until like the I'm twist not. ending. I think that it, watch the ending will be like I don't I don't want to play this. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> Everything's wrong with the world. That's always possible. <laughs> yeah, I hate when that happens too. Heavy on the Getty content this week. Good thing too, since he's taking the next. You're not taking the next <laughs> month off. Getty. We did not. Appro- HR did not approve your vacation. See, I tried to troll him with that too. <laughs> nope, busted. HR will not. What I can't that take off September the whole month. <laughs> Hell no. We got a bunch. Do of- you want the list again? We got uh, Welcome to Elk. We got that Battle Royale Mech game. We got Spinach. We got. Did you say oh, Spinach? There- <sighs> spinach is one spinach? of the games. I have a lot of games for you, Getty. Spinach. A lot of weird ones. <laughs> or spinach. You liked how he says he has a lot of games for you, Daddy, because he knows that I won't play them. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's just, at this point, I like to give Getty the, oh, this looks like fun, and then it's also like super dark and kind of depressing, and then he's just like, oh, uh, oh, why does everything suck? <laughs> I know why everything sucks. <laughs> Still a fun genre for Getty. But for right now... Let's move on to one last thing. One last thing where we give one last sentence, one last statement, sending us into the weekend and you, the listener, into the weekday. You don't have a one last thing, do you? I did. Give me a second. I'm trying to remember it now. I'm, I'm spacey today. Nope. You're killing it. Oh, well, no. This whole thing's going to be... I'm expecting Joel to cut this nope. whole thing. So at this you better point, keep it, Joel. The dead air. It's a big ass. <laughs> Steve will just get so pissed if there's dead air. He's like, "How dare you!" Well, this now I stupid. have to keep this in. Yeah, just to, now that we dialogue right out of Steve, you made it a thing. Uh, well, my one last thing is that uh, I got Manifold Garden down, Takeshi and Hiroshi down. Uh, next, uh, looking like Hook and Neocab. So there's some things on the docket for me, Joel. I uh, in my quest to never play anything else ever again i'm gonna be playing tony hawk pro stater tonight so uh it was nice knowing you guys i I hope you have good luck finding a third chair for this podcast and uh just know if you ever need a guest uh i I might be willing to come back to talk about that in rocket league (laughs) as long as it doesn't take away from your tony hawk pro wait wait joel did you get it through gamestop so you get the tech deck absolutely not i I did the digital pre-order i needed that warehouse demo (laughs) You needed the demo? All right. I needed it. <laughs> we talked about this. I paid $40 up front for a demo, and it was worth it. And Getty, your one last thing? I am going to try and finish Observation this weekend, and then I don't know. Maybe I'll... You know, I did play some West of Dead, and then I got really mad at it. So I don't think I'm going to go back to that, but who knows? <laughs> I got, the, I got a three-day weekend. Who the hell knows? If I see you this weekend, I'll give you your no straight roads that I, we got for you for your birthday. I will try and help you move the crib or whatever it is. Alex, there's shit in my house. Come and get it. Okay, we will do. Now, and by the way, I did remember my one last thing. I'm going to save it for a second. Uh, and that will be it for this week's Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at SuperGGRadio and Twitch.tv slash SuperGGRadio where we have uh, Alec playing on Monday, playing some games. Uh, I think he brought back Multiplayer Monday this week. Uh, Joel, you and Kelly skipped 2D Tuesdays, but you're going to keep it going with, I assume, Kingdom Hearts Saturday. Yes. 
I, I was asleep we, on the couch last uh, Tuesday. So last Tuesday. <laughs> just, just, just wasn't happening. <laughs> we still have uh, Hartwig and Sam, his spouse, playing Divinity Original Sin 2. It's switching between Wednesdays and Thursdays, kind of going back and forth. He's got school going on. Also, they are still going with that game. That game is long. Yes. Well, let's be honest. Once they finish that game, they're just gonna start over with different builds and characters. It's it's just a snake eating its own tail. Yeah, they've done that before. That right? or they're gonna play Divinity Original Sin One, which he already beat. And then uh, they'll recently. get Baldur's Gate Three, and then they'll yep. never end. Maybe we can trick him into playing Dungeons and Dragons one of these days. It's a natural progression. It is. He's also again still playing Metal Gear Solid Five on Friday, enjoying it, loving it, respecting Hideo Kojima. I think Magic the Gathering will be happening this Sunday. I'm just going to go through the list once again. Uh, we stream a lot, guys. You should come check out one of our many shows. Uh, they're all pretty pretty much gold and a lot of fun to hang out with and talk with your friends. Now, uh, to go along with this, last Friday was Super GG Jeopardy. A lot of trash talking, Pat. A <laughs> lot, lot of trash talking, Pat. <laughs> Hate and Sega. Hate and Sega over there, huh? Hate and Sega. We are a Sega. We are a Sega house here. We really are. <laughs> yeah, big, big facts. <laughs> that was one of the comments on a, on the Gaming Fix podcast. They're like, they need to fix Super GG Jeopardy. A lot of Sega bullshit on there. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, I think the PlayStation 3 was said like 15 times during the course of Jeopardy, so... I should just make a counter. Look, so- Sonic is like that friend you grew up with that got a really bad heroin a- addiction. <laughs> And, and it's it's sad what's happened to him, but you still love him. Like you still care about him. You just want to. You're not really gonna days. invite him over too often. No, no, you, you don't let him around your kids. But like you'll you'll call him on the phone every once in a while and guys see how they're doing. I was never addicted to heroin. Okay, quit talking about me like I was. <laughs> this is scary. He got weird on the internet for a bit, but that was cool. <laughs> And uh, if you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is superggradio at gmail.com. And provide a review on iTunes or the Luigi Black Market Organs. Man, that's tough. <laughs> Luigi Black Market Organ Selling of your choice. And uh, we're also currently looking for guests for Super GG Jeopardy uh, in, October, in September. Thank you for listening. GG Joel. Good game. GG Getty. Good game. Check out our extra life. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>